We are back and we've just been on the track. I'm here with Taymor Baban. Hi. Hi. And Margot Wells. Hi. And we have just been trained and wow, what a difference. Just a few adjustments make to the to the sprinting speed, the cadence, the whole thing. So tell us how we did. On a scale of one to ten, yeah. you started as a minus three, finished up as a plus three. Okay. Mm. Room for improvement. Well, there's always room for improvement. So let's start <laughs> with Taymor. So Taymor, you've been with me for how many weeks now? Coming up to six, six months. And six mm. months. And you've lost how much body fat? 14 kilos. 14 kilos. So over two stone. You've done really well. I think so. And now you're sprinting. No, he was running faster. No, yeah, <laughs> sorry. There are cardinals in there. Um, I think, yeah, it was amazing in, in one hour how, um, you know, with a few simple mobility exercises, if that's the right term, that one can run more efficiently and at a better pace. Um, so, uh, yeah, the steep learning curve. Yeah. But, yeah, it was very, uh, definitely uh, eye-opening. So how did he do? He did brilliantly. For somebody who's not used to running, um, <clears throat> the change from beginning to the end, I call them functionality exercises. You, you literally make the body function as it was intended to function. Mm -hmm. It will then, every part of your body will support every other part and allow you to move more efficiently and quicker. Do you find that if you're training someone who has an office job or sedentary lifestyle that it, they're, they're built differently? They are. I mean, it's unusual for me most of my clients that come on one-to-ones or on in my squad training are people who want to achieve in sport, mm -hmm. who want to be faster, who want to be better. But you can see the effects that um, lifestyle has on people. If you sit at a desk all day, people who are right-handed and use a mouse, it tends to change the shoulder oh. and pulls the back. <clears throat> definitely, lifestyle definitely has a knock-on effect to how people function. And a lot of Pain, aches and pains are just literally caused by that lifestyle. Uh -huh. uh, so you mentioned, uh, I'm going to talk about my, my own body because I don't want to sort of point, point at you. So uh, you said that my quads were overdeveloped here and then underdeveloped here. My shoulders are tight. So go for the whole critique. Okay. Lay, lay in. Your body is a product of what you've done in the gym and your fitness training. I would never train a body like that. <clears throat> so because I believe in the efficiency and the functionality of a body are always work a body as one unit. You've heavily worked some parts of your body and it's not... The other problem is if you lift a weight that's too heavy, then other parts of your body will come in to try and assist it, but it doesn't make it right. So you're better using your own body weight. Most people can't lift their own body weight, so that is a much better resistance early doors mm -hmm. than weight training. You don't pay to go in the gym. You can do it in your front room. You can do it in your garden shed. You can do it in a hotel room. It's portable. You can take it with you and you get a much better effect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the speed mm. improved? Speed definitely improved. The problem is I had two free-thinking people and sometimes you thought too much about it and you just have to just do the technique and let the body follow. What came mm. up is how out of tune sometimes we are with our own bodies and how we don't feel different. So when you asked us, how do you feel now? How, we had to actually tune in to our bodies and actually feel. That surprised me because <clears throat> most people, when I say to them, like a performer will say, faster, 
stronger, more efficient, <clears throat> accelerated better. And it caught me a bit by surprise that you actually had to stop and think how you felt. Mm-hmm. I think mm. that's quite an insight that I have into my clientele all work in the city and that they have office jobs and they're not as in tune with their bodies, the impact that alcohol has on their bodies or the impact that exercise has on their bodies. So this disconnection mm. is, is something that I am um, trying to retrain and mm. how to feel. And um, uh, I'm criticised that it sounds esoteric, but it's not. It's, this is our body. It's our machine to, to work with. Well, it's only when you've got. <laughs> and there's nothing more debilitating than pain. And often the point of pain is not the source of the pain. It's an effect, it's not the cause. And you have to find the cause of the pain to deal with the effect. And funny enough, it normally goes immediately. Uh-huh. And we mm. were talking about tight hip flexors. So when you're sitting mm. down a lot, you tend to have tight hip flexors exactly. anyway. <coughs> I have a very tight hip flexor mm. on the left and you, you showed us an exercise there. Um, do, you, do you, that really help the performance? Oh yes, you can't have um, parts of your body shutting down and holding on. So. Most people take control of their body by sitting down. I don't mean sitting on a seat, but by dropping lower and leaning forward. But you need to be able to to get the most out of the muscle. So a muscle will contract along its entire length, will contract strong and be a great force. If you work a muscle short and sharp, A, it will fatigue very quickly and won't use all the muscle fibres that you, you have. So then you told Taymor not to do any more deadlifts. So tell us a bit about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm honestly not sure about that, Marco. I understand <laughs> the logic, but um, I thoroughly enjoy deadlifting uh, more than I enjoy running fast. So uh, that's just going to be a preference. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I think the Supermans were very useful. I'll definitely be practicing a lot of, a lot of those because tight hip flexors is definitely a problem for mm. me. Well, what the Superman did was give you better coordination and joined your arms and your legs together. <clears throat> but I understand. You see, if, if you're not wanting a performance at the end, you have to do what you enjoy. Do you know what I mean? I just hope that technically I've made you more aware and you can still deadlift, but just change things slightly. Definitely. I mean, <clears throat> in my case, as I've mentioned, my personal trainer is a long jumper as well. <clears throat> as uh, a weightlifter so uh, you know it's good to have a balance um so and then i have stephanie's input as well um so yeah this is certainly uh eye-opening um but i think for me personally yeah, mobility and balance are the key starting mm-hmm. points so i definitely felt when we did those exercises it just reminded me how much work i need to do on on those two um, mobility and balance I, th- I think it, it all depends on the goal, ultimately. Your goal is not just around fat, but that's, that's why fitness is by prescription, it's, it's a personal journey. But, um, just basic function, I mean, just functionality. The functionality yeah. mm-hmm. that's the that's and, and getting back yeah. in touch with your body. Is, 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 as you said, it's, I just want to be mm-hmm. performing functionally better. And efficiently. And efficiently, mm-hmm. yes. The, the functional movement piece was really... I love that. Mm. So what was it like for you dealing with two amateur <laughs> runners as opposed to as opposed to the athletes that you normally train? Was that difficult for you? No, I just have a different head on. <clears throat> you have to really sort of When there's tone a performance at the end of it, it's much more concentrated. It's there's no fun, there's no uh, nobody's out there trying to, you know, having a good time. I'm more relaxed in this type of session. 
when there's a performance, it's much more concentrated. It's important that we don't leave until I fix these problems. And my saying is, after every session, everybody walks into my gym with one body, comes out with a better one, because otherwise there's no point in training. So after every session, whether it's on the track, whether it's a power session, whether it's a weight session, whether it's a gym session, they will all leave feeling better. Mm. So there aren't many tracks mm-hmm. in central London that we can just go no, and... No, and that is fine. So we're, do, we're doing what, sorry? Run on the grass. Yeah, yeah, because there's lots of that too, right? Mm. Yeah. So oh, uh, running from a bus or to a tube is probably more likely to be the skill here. Um, well, as long as you catch the bus in the tube, yeah. then it's done its job. But the point <clears> is, <throat> it's, it's easier to stay fit in a class or in a gym. The point is doing functional movements. You can do on your own. So, functional movement is purely and simply for your benefit, for your body. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it doesn't affect anybody else. If you don't do it, that body I've given you here will be gone tomorrow. Uh-huh. So in some ways it's quite good because you're not stuck with a body you didn't want. But if you did want it, then all you have to do is you don't have to go to class, you don't have to do anything, you just do the exercises and your body will get better and better and better. So we did one set of each exercise. If you'd done three today, you were doing three times better. I'm telling Mm. you, I felt so different. How many times have I been to a physio, to an osteopath, done different stretches, taken different supplements... Uh, moved in certain way, avoided exercise, went for exercise, worked through the pain. I, I did a, just a few adjustments and I felt open instantly. My hips just opened up and I could just walk and move and lift my leg higher. And coming from a dance background, having that liberation in the joints was wonderful. All these people you mentioned, I never go and see. And I will be 67 soon. You're in excellent condition, Mark. Thank you very much. But I don't train. <clears throat> well, So that's the trick then. Not to I, train. I do, no, no. It's to not train and eat cake. Is that, is that what we're doing here? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Um, it's train smart. Yeah. Do something you enjoy doing. For the general public, just, if you don't like doing it, don't do it. Like, people say to me, I go swimming, I hate it. So why do you go? Do you mean, I love dance. But there's, I don't like Latin American dance. And most of the dance classes now are Zumba or you know, all these things. But if I could find a Bollywood class or an Irish dance class, because it was a Highland dancer... You want, to do, bo- like, you want to do Bollywood? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm brilliant at moving my arms and legs separately. You know what I mean? I can move my feet and my arms do, and because I did Highland dancing. And Highland dancing created the functionality, but I didn't know at the time I did it. And it was just... Once I worked out, I thought, oh, wow, that was good, that helped. But, you know... Wow. If you've got... Functionality, speed and power, you can play any sport you like. I mean, I took up golf because I thought it'd be hard because I can play any sport, but it wasn't hard. I'd say a lot of the clients that come to see me on would not consider themselves mm. sporty or even mm. enjoy movement at all. Yeah. So getting them to move is, is step one, let alone falling in love with a sport. So actually, they, they have to, to learn and what they like to do because the body was designed to move it was designed to move and look people laugh at me because I hate walking they say what do you mean you hate walking I say I hate walking and they'll say you know buy a dog well I'd hate it twice as much because I didn't want to walk myself never mind drag some poor dog around it's you have to find something but people have to move they have to move so you have to walk from A to B do you mean so if you could walk I think people stop moving because they don't 
like the effects of moving. And they go in the gym and they feel worse. What's the point? Don't do it. Do it. No. Gardening's exercise, dance's exercise. It doesn't have to be in a gym. It doesn't have to be on a track. It doesn't have to be a physical sporting element. No, everybody likes sport. No, everybody likes watching sport. Do you know what I mean? They have their own things that they like. But as you say, you have to move. You have to move. The so body if you can move more move. efficiently and you can sit more efficiently, you know I mean, all people want to do is to be able to live their life the way they want to live it. Pain-free. Pain-free. That's it. And if you move functionally... The chances don't. are you will definitely reduce your pain. And that is absolutely outstanding. Mm. So uh, what's, what are your plans going forward? Are you creating more Margot Wells? Well... We need more I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the world's ready for more Margot Wellses. I would love children in schools, by their own teacher, to be taught how to run and be given some of these functionality exercises from a young age, from the age of five. They could do that. And then, even if they didn't like sport, or, you know, they would maybe like it better if they, were, if they could move better. And then you set up a system where, from the age of five... Kids get used to doing sport. That's my dream. That is my ultimate dream. That and to give the functionality to your high-end performers because it would certainly help less injuries and it would make them perform better. Amazing. Thank you very much. I really thank you. Pleasure. Margaret, it's been amazing. Table, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And thank you for everybody who's listening and be more functional. This has been the Urban Health Podcast, Keeping Busy People Healthy.